God. Uh, week two, which I did not speak, we had a guest speaker come in, but he talked about us being the righteousness of God. We was made right through the finished work of Jesus. And believe it or not, without him coming, you was wrong before Jesus. You was not made right. You was lost. You was without a Savior. But because of what Jesus did, we have been made right. We're in right standing with him. And sometimes that don't seem like a big deal to some people until you're dead standing before God. Then you thank God you've been made righteous, okay? Get excited about it while you're breathing because it's a big, big deal that when you do leave this earth, and how many of y'all know there's a 100% chance you're leaving this earth? 100. There is no low percentage meat. No, you're gone. You're leaving, okay? Hopefully we're praying that you make it out and go a long way. That's what we want, but, but we're all going to leave this earth one day or another. And then week uh, three, which was last week, we talked about you being a masterpiece. Do you ever feel like sometimes you're not a masterpiece? Come on, be real. You know, we all have. I mean, you know, I mean, whether you goof up or do something silly or, you know, you look in the mirror and maybe you don't look like you did when you was 17 or, you know, 15 or whatever. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, things change, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, you know, wrinkles do come. Gray hair comes. I mean, it's just a part of life. I like it. I have no problem with it. it I, I, I just think, why is everybody getting upset? I mean, come on. I mean, you can look good in your 50s just like you did when you was in your 20s. I mean, come on, it just may be a little different decor, but I don't like the same anyway. Man, if my hair stayed the same color all the time, that's why I colored my hair. Brown. I colored my hair, y'all. I washed that gray out. You ever heard of it, guys? Come on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Washed that gray out. I did. I washed it right on out. But it's coming back. <laughs> and it's going to come back with a vengeance, okay? But I'm okay with that because I like change. I don't like to be the same. So, you know, I mean, again, if I get a little fatter, I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem with that. That's investment. You understand what I'm saying? It's not something to, you know, to, to despise. You know, we look at it when we look in the mirror and we go, you know, we got a belly or we're a little heavy and we get all mad. Why? Did you not enjoy it? Yeah, you did. Come on. Man, you've enjoyed it. Don't get all depressed. Amen. Come on. Enjoy the ride. I mean, come on. We, we can't help it. We live in a country where there's a restaurant every four feet. Okay. But the reality is, guys, look, be happy with yourself. No matter the size, shape, it don't matter. Look in the mirror and say, man, I am God's masterpiece. That's what we look at. Amen. That's what we say because you are very special. Glory to God. So today we're going to talk about you being an overcomer because we've got to overcome some things. Some of you guys, I mean, if I was to ask the question, are you struggling with something in your life right now? Or have you struggled with something in your life? Hands down, everybody in this room would say yes to one of those two questions. We are struggling or we have struggled, okay? That's a part of this world we live in, guys. You're going to go through all that with or without Jesus. It's coming to a home near you. Everybody is going to go through these things. And before I get started, Brandon, I know this ain't in the, in the Scripture. Could you pull up Romans 8, 28? We kind of we, we kind of ended on this particular passage last week but I thought it would be really good to start right here because I'm really going to take this because we're going to be in Romans 8 today and I really want to bounce off of this scripture right here okay this scripture says and we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us causes all things how many things all things to work together as a plan for good for those who what love him love God to those who are called according to his plan and purpose those things will work together for those who love God. As your struggles are real and as you're going through these things, know this. If you keep loving God, you're going to overcome those situations. 
It's going to happen. It will happen. Sometimes you are in that struggle now. Maybe you just came out of a struggle, and, 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 and the struggle seems so real, whether it's financially, relationally, mentally, physically, whatever the case may be, that challenge can seem real, okay? No doubt about it. But if we'll keep loving God, that's the essence of us overcoming that situation. So as we move forward today, I want you all to understand that if you continue to love God, in the midst of all hell breaking loose in your life, or in the midst of all heaven breaking loose in your life, either way, either or, I'm telling you, you will get through that situation. Every time, we got his word on it. So who do you think you are, okay? With Christ, you can write this down, with Christ, you are an overcomer. You know, I made a few little you know, notes here myself. I said, we can let things get the best of us, or we can get the best out of things. You know, when you're facing a situation, and it's a bad situation, you can pull up a chair and you can be a student of this situation. That means you can grow to a degree through the struggle. You can let God teach you something in that moment. Is God bringing the bad to you? No. He never brings bad things to his kids to teach them. No more than you as a parent are going to introduce your kids to a rattlesnake and going to say, hey, look, if you don't mind me, this snake's going to bite you. I'm going to let this snake out in your room while you're sleeping. No, we don't do that. Neither does God. Bad things come, okay, just because we live in this world. I mean, I know, I think it was uh, Timothy or, or, or one of those over there that just said that we suffer persecution by our own sake sometimes, and then sometimes we suffer persecution for righteousness' sake, just being right with God. The devil hates you. You changed teams. You got traded to a different team. And the team you once was on is mad because you left the team. So now he don't want to take that easy. So he wants to come after you. And he wants to try to make your world bad. That's why we don't need to make our world bad on our own. <laughs> Please. You, you don't need to help him, okay? It will actually happen without you helping him. And then we need to choose to live a life of victory instead of a life of being a victim. Live a life of victory instead of, oh, I can't believe this happened to me. Why is this happening to me? Why is this, you know, this job's no good, yada, yada, yada. I mean, just why, don't live that victim, why me mentality. Live, I'm going to get the victory over this mentality. Because the world needs to see victory. How many of you know that when you see somebody that, that wins a championship, they're remembered? Winners are really looked at, okay? They're, they're held up, okay? They're, 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 they're rewarded. Victory stands out. How about you and me? If we show the world victory through tough life situations, what is that in essence doing? It's giving them hope that they can come out of that situation. Because I can tell you the news and all the stuff around us is not painting that picture. If anything, the picture is being painted that, hey, man, look, it's bad in America. Bad. I mean, it's really bad. That's why us focusing on the negative is getting the wrong narrative to the story. We are a part of good. We're a part of the end being great. Let's stay on God's side. God, everything he touches turns to gold. Let's stay connected to him. You're a part of his life. Amen. He's a part of your life. Let's stay, stay connected to him. So who do you think you are? We're an ambassador. We're a masterpiece. And you are an overcomer. Romans 8, 31 says this. What then shall we say in response? And I want you to pay attention to these passages that I'm about to read. There's a lot of questions being asked by Paul to us. So let's, let's, let's try to answer them within our own selves. What then shall we say? Bless you. 
shall in resp- what shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? That's a question. No one. So if God's for you, who can be against you? You've got to get that established in your heart. Because the enemy's going to come to you, and he's going to lie to you. And he'll tell you that there's people against you. He'll lie to you and tell you there's people that can take you out. There's people that, that can destroy your life. He will lie to you and say that you ain't going to make it this month. You don't have enough money. Amen? He'll come to you and say, you're not going to get this. You're not going to get that. All right? He'll lie to you and say, hey, look, man, you're not going to get this relationship. You're going to be you know, lonely and broke and all this kind of He's going to come to you. But if God's for us, who can be against us? Nobody can be against us. Nobody can be against us. So he goes on to say this. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us what? All things. Now, this is God talking, guys. This is not the president of the United States. This is God of the universe telling you and me, if you're with him, he's going to give you all things, whatever you need. Man, that should really make you sleep good at night, that you're never going to be without, never. I don't care what your cupboards say. I don't care what your banking account says. I don't care what your friends or anybody else says. You will not do without. Amen? He goes on to say, who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Do you know it's God that brings justice? Not you. You do know that, right? We sometimes think that we as humans can bring justice to situations. You're out of your freaking mind. You cannot bring no justice. Only God can bring justice. So we need to let God do his job. What should we do for the injustice that's going around us, all around, the hatred, all the, the, the stuff? That we should what? Pray. See, pray gives God a chance to, to bring justice to the situation. If we don't pray, God don't have access to bring justice to sex trafficking. We, if we don't pray, God don't have access to bring justice to certain things that are not right. That's what we in the church are supposed to do. We pray it gives God license to move on the earth. He chose it to be that way, guys. He wants to partner with us. He wants us to release faith-filled prayers to where he can show up and change the situation. Okay, well, he didn't change it overnight. Does that mean he's not changing it? No, it don't. See, we look external. We look at everything externally because that's what we see on the news and the TVs. We see the external. And we make our judgments based on the external. And that's so wrong because you don't know what's going on on the inside of an individual. You don't know what's going on inside of the Capitol. You don't know. Now, we assume based on what we hear, but we can't do that. We keep praying. We keep praying. What about a relationship? What about your marriage? What about a friendship? What about a job? We keep praying and we keep thanking God that he's moving in this situation and you watch him move. Let him do his job. Let him be the justice maker. Let him bring justice to the situation, okay? You get out of the way. Pray, shut up, and praise. That's all you've got to do. God's big enough to finish it. You know what I'm saying? But he's got he's to have us do this. Oh, so he goes on. Who then is the one who condemns? Who's condemning? Now, he's still talking about God right here, okay? God don't condemn, okay? He don't condemn you. He will never condemn you, okay? Then he goes on. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Jesus is praying for you. Why can't we pray for them? Really? 
you got the Son of God up there that could be doing a lot of things, but he's interceding for me and you. Then we should be interceding for the world. Let's don't actually tell them what we think. Let's pray that God would change their thinking. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot more wasted energy on earth than needs to be. We could get a lot more done if we took time and we just spent time with the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, it goes on to say this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? He gives us a list right here. Shall trouble, shall hardship, shall persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword? Now, granted, there is some countries, and when you think about danger and sword, their lives are being taken for the gospel's sake. But is it separating them from the love of God? What about, you know, uh, the trouble in your life? Is that going to separate you? Is God going to say, hey, I'm out of here? I'm not going to be with you no more? What about the hardship? Uh-uh. Ain't going to separate. See, what separates us from the love of Christ is you. And see, why did Paul list trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, and so Why did he list them? Those are the things the enemy's going to bring to you. He's banking on you leaving God. That's what he's banking on. Because he knows God ain't never going to leave you. Okay? He's going to love you no matter what. But he's banking that this pressure, this trouble, this stress, this anxiety, he's hoping that it gets you to throw the towel in and quit. That's what he's banking on. But Paul is letting us know there's nothing going to separate you from the love of God. Don't you allow it. Stay in the game. Why? Because listen to this right here. I want to drop down to verse 37. It says, no, nothing can separate you from the love of God. In all these things, we are what? More than conquerors through him who loved us. Not just a conqueror. We're a more than a conqueror. Now, I'm going to teach you all a little bit about Greek this morning, okay? All right, we're going to look at a Greek word, okay? Because you all know that the New Testament was wrote, wrote in Greek, not in English, okay? So we're going to take this word conqueror and i want you guys to see what it means in the actual greek <clears throat> y'all see it does anybody can say that i want y'all to look at it okay hooper nikeo hooper nikeo now in most cases in the bible when you run up against conquer it's nikeo but in this case right here it is hooper hyper nikeo now listen to what it means. It means to vanish beyond recognition. That's your God. That's your God. Gain a decisive victory, exceedingly more than a conqueror. God has made you more than a conqueror. That means he's going to crush the enemy in your life. He'll crush these things that are trying to get a hold of you. Now I'm not talking about Rocky Balboa. Have you ever seen some of the Rocky movies? Okay, y'all have seen them Rocky movies, right, where, you know, uh, he actually gets in the rink and usually gets beat the first time, okay? I mean, that's setting up the narrative, all right, uh, by Creed or somebody beat him, all right? Well, then he actually comes back at the end and, and he gets in the rink and, I mean, it's a dog fight. I mean, dude, at the end of the fight, he wins, but, man, his face looks bruised, battered, swollen, okay? And then he's, oh, Adrian, Adrian, Adrian. I mean, that ain't what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about that kind of more than a conqueror, okay? That means you look rough. You're beat up, okay? We're not talking about that. We're, we're, we're talking about Hooper and Nikeo, man. We're talking about exceedingly more than God. We're talking about the Red Sea parting, okay? We're talking about Moses walking up, touching the Red Sea. Here comes the Egyptians. They're breathing down the neck of these, these uh, 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 the Israelites, okay? And they're trying to get away. They actually go across the other side, and then what happens? 
the water just crushes the army. They're no longer there anymore. They're gone. They're wiped out. That's what God wants to do with you and me. Amen? And through us, through every situation you go through, Hooper, Nikeo, amen? You are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror, amen? He's going to crush those things in your life. And uh, I'm not saying that you will not have any problems in life. Obviously, you're going to have problems in life. Jesus said in John 16, he said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world, you will have tribulation and distress and suffering. But be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. What did he say? I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished, my victory abiding. He said, I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So if you are with Christ, what does that mean for you and me? We're going to overcome just like he did. Well, you say, well, that's Jesus. Oh, he was on the Sea of Galilee, and the storms were raging. It was trying to wipe him out. What did he do? He looked at the storm, he spoke the word of God, and it all calmed. He's given us a picture of what we're going to have to do when we face these troubles, the suffering, this temptation. You've got to speak the word to it. When you speak the word to it, that changes the situation. If you speak your opinion to it, how many times does that change? Well, I got an opinion about this. I think well, right then it ain't going nowhere. You've just added to your problem, okay, because you're thinking, all right? God's already thought for you, and he's given you the recipe. He's given you the prescription to overcome. It's his word. Well, Nathan, you don't understand what I'm going through, man. This is bad. Okay, well, a ship about to sink to the bottom of the ocean is bad too. <laughs> Amen? I mean, how do we weigh what's bad and what's not? Okay, see, about to crush this and send everybody to the bottom of it, or your bills ain't paid. I don't know. I mean, come on. I say bad's bad. And I say let's get rid of it. Let's overcome it through the word of God. Amen? Talk to that stuff. Get it out of here. Like Jesus overcame the world, now with Christ we can overcome the world. Revelation 12 says this. 12, 11. It says, and they overcome. Many of y'all know these. And they overcome and conquered him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony. For they did not love their life and renounce their faith even when they faced death. If they did not renounce their faith, if they did not walk away when they were facing death, should we walk away when we face a late payment on a bill? Should we walk away when a relationship didn't work out what we thought? Or should we walk away from God because this happened or that happened? Is there any reason why we should walk away from God? No, no, we don't renounce our faith. Amen? We don't walk away. We speak the word. We let the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony cause us to go over and I know a lot of times people, you know, y'all hear this a lot. And I wonder how many of y'all actually do it when you're facing a situation. Because why come to church if you ain't going to do this stuff? Let me ask that question. Because everybody in this room is facing something. Everybody. Some of y'all could make a list of things you're facing. How long are you going to put up with this until you realize you're an overcomer? You don't have to put up with this junk. God has put everything in you to overcome. I mean, really, to stand against it. Apply the word. And when you're applying the word, I promise you, there will not be fireworks going off in your living room or in your car or in your bathroom or wherever you're at. There will be nothing. You will feel nothing most of the time. Nothing will change immediately, but you got to stick with it. You can't say, well, I tried it. It didn't work. What? Like this word don't work. Really, who are you to stand up? Who am I to stand up and go, well, I tried the Bible. It didn't work. 
this word ain't never failed, man. No, the word tried you and you didn't work. You know what I'm saying? We're called to be, the enemy is a loser and a liar. He's not going to take my life. I'm not going to give him to him. You're not going to give him to him. And when we do, ask God to forgive you, get back up, keep going. Amen? Don't give up. You're an overcomer. He don't have the last word. You do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want everybody to say this after me. I am an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of my testimony. Say it again. I am an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of my testimony. Believe that. Believe that because you are an overcomer. And when you, maybe you haven't spoke to some things in your life. Maybe there's some things in your life that you've just been putting up with. You've been tolerating. God, this ain't that bad. I'm okay. No, I want you to get with it <laughs> and speak to it and watch God move it. Amen? Because the more you see his word working in your life, the more excited you're going to be about it. Amen? You got And maybe you spoke the word and nothing changed. Maybe you spoke the word and, and it changed and then it, it, didn't, it came back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stick with it. Don't quit. Stay on it, man. Never quit. You know, I was telling Blenda, I'm almost to the point to where, you know, uh, I'm thinking about just joining a gym just so I can go hang out with positive people. I'm serious. You get to a gym, get some of them instructors, come on, you can do it. You can do it, man. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I want to hang around people that, man, hey, you can do this thing. You know what I'm saying? I may not be, you know, gym ready <laughs> i know that amen and i know there's people in there a lot more gym ready than me but i want to be around people man that are pushing that are not throwing the towel in that are going forward i'm telling you man god is wanting to move in your life and sometimes we don't let him we let all the other stuff move in our life you know what i'm saying let's let god move in our life amen hallelujah so for those of you that are christians as an overcomer let me encourage you to fight two ways y'all ready you have to fight Oh, man, I thought you could get saved and just coast into heaven. No, no, my friend, that ain't happening, Jack. I don't know what that is. And if you ever find a church like that, get run. It ain't happening. It ain't happening, okay? You are going to fight the good faith fight, period, okay? You're going to have to stay in this thing. It's not going to feel good sometimes. It is going to feel good sometimes. It's not going to be going good, whatever. you got to stay in there. So we're going to fight these two ways. Number one, we're going to fight with conquering attitudes. We're going to fight with conquering attitudes. Now, listen to this. Faith-filled attitudes lead to faith-filled actions. Godly beliefs lead to godly behavior. I'm telling you guys, when you get this word in you, it will fix everything in your life. I promise you. Because it starts within. you got to fix you before you can ever see anything in your life change. You, you're looking to change all this out here, but yet you're not getting anything changed on the inside of you. You have to change. And then when you change, your situation changed. Because the battle starts in our mind. Y'all know this to be true. Amen? I'm telling you, you have them thoughts all the time. I mean, they say, what, 20-something thousand thoughts pass our mind all the time? You probably had a, a several of them right here sitting here thinking totally something different than the message. I mean, many of y'all have. I mean, then checked out a couple times, went over here, checked the yard, checked the job, checked this, checked that. I mean, banking account, we think. I mean, you, you, thoughts coming all the time. And we have these thoughts in us sometimes. Thoughts like, you know, oh, man, I'm always going to be single. I'm never going to find nobody. Woe is me. I'm going to be single all my life. All this bad marriage I got. You know, it once was good, but now it's not that good. So I guess we're just going to have to deal with it. It's always going to be bad. Oh, man, just worry all the time. Oh, man, I guess I'll always be overweight. 
I mean, I've tried diets. It don't work. You know, I mean, it's just, I'm going to just always be like this. I mean, I'm always going to be depressed. This bad job I got. Oh, gosh, man. Dad gum, man. I got to get up and go to work again. Jeez, this is crazy, man. This job stinks, man. I want something better. You know what I'm saying? And then you got some that just can't seem to control their anger. They can't stop lusting. Can't forgive others. We have these thoughts bombarding us all the time, telling us what we can't do. And I'm telling you guys, if you'll get your mind right, everything else is going to flow together. Amen? Hallelujah. Do you know what that is? That kind of thinking is victim thinking. We're not a victim. With Christ, we have victory. You've got to realize something, guys. When you get born again, your brain don't get born again. God renews your spirit, but he does not renew your mind. We have to renew our mind with the word of God. Amen. Hey, y'all come on up here. Y'all come right here. Come on, Shay. Y'all, y'all come over here right now. I need to have y'all right here. Come on, please. Good morning, Shay. Good morning, man. Yeah, y'all come on up here. I'm not trying to embarrass y'all. I just want some people in the front row. What's up, brother? You doing all right, man? Uh, thank you, man. Thank you. What's up, big dog? Doing good? Shay, how you doing, girl? Good morning, girl. Good morning. What's up, big dog? You doing all right, man? All right, man. Mm-mm-mm. Glad y'all came. Thank y'all. Sit right. Yeah, I like that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Got this boat lined out right here. We're good. Hallelujah. We're ready. Thank you. That's y'all's new favorite seat right there, okay? Y'all come in, y'all walk around that way, okay? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ah, I feel good right now. Glory to God. So, what do we do with these negative thoughts? Would y'all like to know what we do with these negative thoughts? Oh, wow. We got some spiritual people in here. Hey, come on. Hey, yeah. Uh-huh. They read that verse two years ago. Hallelujah. Okay, now we're going to talk about it today, okay? We're going we're gonna to get into it a little bit. But, but yeah, you're right. We're going to cast those down. And 2 Corinthians 10 tells us this right here. Because how many of you know you have thoughts? Amen. You know, some people say, I don't believe in God because I don't see him. Mm-hmm. But you believe in thoughts, right? When's the last time you see, you've seen a thought? Well, there it is right there. Look at it. You see it? We're not going to believe in God because we can't see him, but we'll believe in thoughts. We'll believe we have a brain. When's the last time you pulled your brain out and checked it out? You don't know what your brain is. You don't know what you got? I'm serious. I mean, really. You know what I'm saying? It's just so stupid sometimes how we think. You know what I'm saying? Thoughts are real. Thoughts send people into depression. Thoughts send people into suicide mode. They're real. But ain't nobody in this room seen one. You know what I'm saying? God is real. Whether you see him or not, he's real. Amen? Hallelujah. But right now we're dealing with your thoughts. Hallelujah, not God. So by, in 2 Corinthians 10, it says this, For though we live in the world, okay, Paul's talking to us, right? We live in the world. And we do not wage war, war as the world does. Everybody on social media, y'all need to get that, okay? We don't wage war like the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. And I'm going to tell you something. One of the biggest weapons is social media right now. Wow. Three amens, a couple nods. It's true. The enemy is actually using social media. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. How many of you know that your social media has no divine power to destroy strongholds? Zero. Now, if you use it to glorify God and you use it to promote the word, absolutely, that's great. That does have the power to to break strongholds. It goes on to say in verse 5, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it what? Obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. Now, listen to me, guys. 
your brain and my brain, your mind and my mind, we need to set a bouncer at the door of our brain, okay? And then when the thought comes to our brain, we need to have that bouncer go, okay, what you got? Okay, all right, let me see. Are you qualified? Nah, the Bible says this, you ain't qualified, you can't come in. I mean, if you try to go to a bar and they got the bouncer at the door and you're 17, they ain't going to let you in. At least they ain't supposed to. <laughs> but seriously, they're going to tell you to go home. You ain't allowed in here. It's the same thing with our mind. You have the ability to say no or yes. We all do. But ain't it funny how we'll believe things? We'll assume things. That's one of the biggest things. We assume things. We're trying to think for somebody else. <laughs> I mean, we're having a hard time thinking for ourselves, but we're going to try to think what somebody else is thinking. Well, I think they're thinking, thinking, what? I mean, come on, man. I mean, I'm having a full-time job just trying to keep up with my thoughts <laughs> and making sure they all obey Christ. You know what I'm saying? But we got to have that bouncer there, and we got to say, hey, look, man, you don't have no place in here because we have some, some thoughts that say you can't do that. You ever had that? But the Bible says you can do all things through Christ. So there's a conflict of interest here. Either we're going to believe we can't do it or we're going to believe we can do all things through Christ. How about a thought like, you know, this is impossible. There's no way. I mean, you have got stage 15 cancer. I don't even know if that's a stage, but you're gone. I mean, you, you about may have two breaths left and you're dead. Well, the Bible says with God, all things are possible. So whatever impossibility I'm facing with God, I can actually go through it and go over it and kick his brains out. Amen? We have a picture of Jesus doing that all the time. So no matter what we're struggling with, we can go through it. I don't have enough faith. You know, the Bible says if you have faith of a mustard seed. Have you ever heard people say, well, you know, if you'd have just had a little bit more faith, you would have done that. If you ever hear somebody say that, man, slap them in love. <laughs> Amen. I mean, I don't like that. Well, the reason why that happened, because you didn't have enough faith. Watch your lay. Watch your lay. A little bit of Spanish here, English. But it's true. Don't ever say that. Because I'm going to tell you, there has been many people that have lived and died and they had a disease or they had cancer or something was on them. And unless you've walked that road, never judge. Never judge. Can God heal all things? Absolutely he can. But you know you're responsible for you. You're not responsible for others. And don't you make others feel bad. You encourage. Amen. I mean, I'm telling you, unless you've walked the road of somebody with cancer or something like that, you do, sometimes they just want to say, I've had enough, and I want to go home. And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. But I just don't, I don't understand that. Look, man, look, God can heal, he will heal, and he can turn the impossible into possible every single time. All right? Every single time. Glory to God. Because I'm an overcomer, I'm not going to let others, what others say about me, did to me, or believe about me, stop me. So many times people, I'm telling you, man, they let people stop them. What about you? Are you going to let others stop you from your dreams, goals, desires, success? Are you going to let others what they say about you? Because I can tell you guys, <laughs> if I was to let what others said about me, I'd probably quit a long time ago. But then some people have the idea that pastors have it made when it comes to this stuff. We got it made. And they're right. We do. We do, man. I mean, used to when I'd go to a red light, Shay, it would stay red for a long time. But now that I'm a pastor, as we're approaching the red light, it just turns green. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. I glow in the dark. I never realized that. I just glow now. You know what I'm saying? 
The other day I was cleaning my pool out and I just started walking across it. <laughs> wow, this is amazing. We just got it made. We have no problems. Everything's good. I mean, we don't get tempted with no sickness or disease. I mean, all my bills, I got so much money, it just falls. On, you know, I mean, I just, it just, it, I mean, it just chases me down. We have no problems. And that's bogus, baloney, bull. Many of y'all know that. <laughs> y'all know that we've walked through some things that many have people have walked through. Amen? And we will continue. <laughs> We're human just like everybody else. And we have to use this Bible just like you do. And as we use this Bible, it causes us to overcome just like it will cause you to overcome. All right, pastors and preachers don't get a pass. You know, we don't have to, uh, uh, you know, uh, go get out of jail card, or we don't have a, you know, devil leave me alone card, okay? We have to go through the same things. Nobody's exempt from these things, amen? The devil's been after me to quit since I gave my life to Jesus. He has. He's been wanting me and many of you guys to do it, and, and he'll use subtle things in our lives to cause us to want to quit. He'll use, you know, church problems. He'll use... Uh, jobs he'll use whatever it takes to try to get you to walk away from your faith and walk away from God he'll use it to try to get you away he wants us to ultimately quit his best scenario would be all of us die and go ahead and go to heaven and get out of the way to where he can finish his job that's what he's hoping okay but if we're not going to do that because we're not we got some things to do okay it, it, it he wants to destroy us individually he wants to destroy us corporately and we can't let it I'm telling you I'm not ever going to quit I'm not. I don't care, man. With Christ, I'm an overcomer, and so are you, man. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to say, the devil's a liar. He's a loser. I'm not going to quit. Never, ever, ever. I'm not going to quit. I'm going after God with everything I have. And I would encourage everybody in this room, young, middle, oh, it don't matter. Go after God. The best thing you could do your family and friends is go all the way out for Jesus. And that means you're going to have to crucify some things in your life. You're going to have to say no to some things. And you're going to have to say yes to some things. But it becomes easier the more you know the one who loves you. When you get to know intimately the one who loves you intimately, walking away from things become easy. They become a lot easier. But the longer we stay away from him and we try to do this thing with our own sure will, I can quit, I can do this. No, you can't. <laughs> You're going to lose every time. Amen? But with God, we are overcomers. David put it this way in Psalms 18, 28. He said, For you cause my lamp to be lighted and to shine. The Lord my God illumines my darkness, for by you I can crush a troop, and by God and by my God I can leap over a wall. What is he saying there? For David, he was a warrior. He was a, he was a military man. So what did he need to do when he went to battle? He needed his enemy to be crushed. We're not in a battle as far as militarily, but we're in a battle for everyday life. Okay, we need things in our lives to be crushed. And what David is saying is, is the same God that crushed his enemy is the same God that will crush your enemy. Amen? And you do have an enemy, and it's not your family and friends. Hallelujah. As an overcomer, we're going to fight with a conquering attitude. Number two is we're going to fight with supernatural weapons. 2 Corinthians 10 says this, and I read it a little bit just a minute ago, but we're going to read it again, uh, verse 3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war, war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. What are those weapons? Ephesians 6, you know, describes them in, in verse 13. It says, therefore, put on the what? Full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, is that not here? Yes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, do what? Stand firm then. With the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, 
and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish how many? All the flaming arrows of the evil one. He's up there and he's shooting arrows at you guys. And he's hoping, and me too, he's trying to hope they'll stick. And if, if he can get unforgiveness, uh, greed, uh, lust, uh, gossip, whatever, if he can try to get that to stick, then what's going to happen is, is it's going to start producing in your life negatively. Amen? So we've got something we can actually uh, put that out. Amen? We can do that. Hallelujah. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the what? Word of God. We have these, these pieces that we're supposed to have working in our life to help us overcome, to help us overcome these situations. Hallelujah. We don't need to fight and never give up because we are overcomers. Don't fight like a man. Don't fight like a woman. Fight like a man of God. Fight like a woman of God. Don't fight like a man or a woman. Fight like a man or a woman of God. I got a story I wanted to say, uh, you know, share. And, man, y'all can go ahead and start coming up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And uh, I just really like this story. It's not long. It's real short. But this was a story that uh, Pastor Craig Rochelle shared um, at his church. Um, and it's a, it's a story about a man that was, was really struggling with, with alcohol. He said, I didn't drink a little. This is the man talking. He said, I wasn't a moderate drinker. I was a drunk. It affected area of my, every area of my life. I thought there was no way apart from rehab that I would ever stop. On January 2nd, he heard Pastor Craig's message called First. I knew I wa wasn't putting God first and decided right then that I was going to quit drinking. Wow. Guess what his next week message was? I quit. Craig didn't know, Craig didn't know this. That did it. We prayed. We fasted. I laid it before the Lord. And he crushed it. I did all that I could do, and then I asked him to do the rest, and he did. Now, that was an alcohol problem. It could be a worry problem. It could be a gossip problem. It could be a job problem. It could be an attitude. It could be anger. You know what I'm saying? Unforgiveness. Whatever the case may be, God will help you out. And did you notice that the help came when he asked for it? And he fasted and he prayed. I'm telling you, you mean business with God, he'll mean business with you. He'll change the situations in your life, guys. He's called us to be an overcomer. And not only did he call us to be an overcomer, he will empower us to be an overcomer. He will give you the strength and the courage to be able to walk away from it. Hallelujah. So what is holding you back today? What is that you need help overcoming today? Think about it, guys. This is a moment between you and the Creator. He put all this together for you today, this moment. What do you need help overcoming today? God is no respecter of persons. If he did it for this one person, he will do it for everybody. God says in 1 John 5, For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continuing, persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. We're going to overcome by our faith, our trust in the one who has empowered us to overcome. Jesus has made this possible, guys. We can live life victorious just like Jesus did. And we don't have to let the things of this world hold us back, hold us down, keep us from our destiny.
keep us from being successful. We don't have to do it. God's called us to be successful. The enemy is trying to get us to fail. But if we will lean to God today, no matter what you're facing, and it's not about you getting up here with a microphone and confessing what you're facing. That's not it. It's about you becoming real with God today in this moment and saying, look, I've had enough. I'm going to quit this. I'm going to walk away from that. I'm going to delete this in my life. And mean it with all your heart. And watch what God does in your life. You're not quitting things for people. Never, never, never alter your life to please a person. Because if you do, you'll fail every time. But if you'll quit because the, the God of the universe is compelling you to quit, it's between you and him and he's saying, hey, look, I want you to lay this down. I'm telling you, if you will go to him, he will help you overcome this. And if you've made a mistake, if you did something you shouldn't have did, God will forgive you and restore you, man. I'm telling you, he's a good God. It goes on to say, who is the one who is victorious and overcomes the world is the one who believes and recognizes the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. God is for you, and he will help you overcome everything in this life. Let's pray. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, for this moment. I thank you, Father, for these precious people that are in this room today. Father, we come to you and we ask you to help us. Help us to be able to overcome things in our lives. Things that the enemy has brought to and against us. And maybe things that we've just kind of fell victim to. We're asking you to help us overcome today. Because, Father, you have called us overcomers. And I pray today that, Father God, we would rise up and we would trust you. So if you're here today and you say, you know, Nathan, look, man, that, that's me, man. I mean, that, that message is to me. I've been struggling with some things, and, and I would just like for you to, to pray uh, a prayer and, and agree with me that, that I'm going to have the strength to be able to overcome some things in my life. If that's you, just raise your hand and just say, look, pray for me. I see the hand. Just be bold. Amen. Have my hand's up. <laughs> I mean, I don't see anybody in the room don't have a hand up. Glory to God, we got things we need to go over, okay? But I'm serious. God wants to help you. And I'm going to pray. And I'm going to believe that from this moment forward, something's going to drop in you. A never quit attitude to be able to walk away from things that have held you back. So let's pray. Father, I come before you right now in the name of Jesus, and I pray for every single person that's raised their hand. And I pray right now, Father God, that your spirit touch their spirit right now. That, Father, whatever it is that's holding them back, Whatever struggle they have, whatever thing they might have done wrong, I'm asking you right now for the ability to overcome it, the ability to walk through it. Hallelujah, Father. And I thank you that even right now they're being strengthened. They're being loved on by you right now, Father God. There's something on the inside of them that's being ignited to be able to overcome, to be able to walk this out in the name of Jesus. Just like David slew Goliath, Father God, and how he had the faith Oh, Father God, that he has faith in you to be able to take that giant down. I pray, Father God, that today, those that have lifted their hands and maybe those that wanted to but didn't, I pray, Father God, that the same spirit that was on David will come upon them in the name of Jesus to slay the giant in their life. Glory to God. Everybody believe that? Said amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah.